Hello, Mama. I am full of joy to be sitting here with you today. I just had like a little, do you ever do power naps? Uh, a lot of days when I'm just so tired, I get in like a power nap and it's just crazy how my body knows what to do. Like I lay down and I sleep usually for 10 minutes. Today was actually a 20 minute one, which is very rare. Um, but my body just wakes itself up after 10 or 20 minutes, usually 10 minutes and I'm refreshed. Like that sleep drive is gone and I feel good and like ready to go. And it says little things that, you know, you can take for granted sometimes. And it's just like, gosh, I'm so grateful. And I know this is not true for all of you, but for those stay at home moms or, or work from home moms with, you know, part-time schedules or whatever, just to be so grateful for that. Cause I remember being at jobs in the past, like when in the, in the afternoon and I'm so exhausted and you can't just like lay down and take a nap. So I was just thinking about that today. You know, I think often we're talking about how, uh, you know, when thinking about marriage and how frustrated we are that sometimes that we feel like we have so many burdens on us and that we're not getting enough help or, you know, our husbands aren't doing enough. And it's those little things that we take for granted that we're not, factoring into the equation like that we can take a power nap in the middle of the day. Um, you know, there's, there's so many of those little things that we do take for granted. So anyways, I was reflecting on that today as I woke up from my nap. <laughs> I'm still a little groggy, but ready to go. And I, I think I'll get more awake as I continue talking because this topic I am really pumped for. I don't know why I feel so especially excited about this, maybe because it's something I've really been really focusing on the past couple of years, especially. Um, and I just think it is so very essential that I just am excited to talk about it with you. So get excited. It's going to be good. Uh, let's just go in. Let's do this. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, so excited to jump in to our episode today. And before we dive in, you know what's going to happen. I want to help you know that there is tools for you waiting for you if you need to go deeper. If you want someone to help you understand your life and why you're frustrated, why you're getting stuck, why you keep getting triggered. Uh, you know, even we had our, you know, I'm talking about the Healed Mom Academy here. <laughs> and we had our academy call on Monday and it was just really cool. It was a great call they always are. Um, but this one specifically, it was just fun because we got to dive really deep into the pain and peace cycle. And, and someone came in just really frustrated with herself because she was spiraling in her mind over these little things that, you know, she knew didn't matter. And she was so stuck on them in her mind and she kept replaying them over and over again. And, you know, these are like little offenses, um, from others and, you know, not even offenses, but just like, you know, 
you know, it can look like different things in our lives, but when someone doesn't like us or when someone doesn't want to, um, you know, come back to us, like, or be our friend or whatever that is. And she was just reflecting on that and just like so confused and frustrated at herself because she's seen this pattern her whole life. And she's like, why does this bother me so much? Why do I get so hung up on this? Like, I know it's not important. Like, I know it doesn't matter. And so quickly I was able to help uh, organize her thoughts and organize what was happening and show her how her pain cycle was being activated. And without even knowing, cause I don't have her pain cycle memorized without even knowing her pain cycle, I was able to identify the core feelings that were coming up for her, the destructive coping that was happening and paint a picture for her of a map that was going on in her brain of like, well, this is happening. You're feeling this and then you're going and coping in this way. And then you're getting triggered again with this feeling. And then it's cycling back over to how you're coping in this way. And she was like, oh my gosh, like that was amazing. I've been trying to figure that out for so long. And so I love getting to teach you guys that. And so that's why I, you know, I love restoration theory. And if you want to go into it for yourself, go check out episodes 15 through 20 and get a little small taste for it. But I love helping you apply it to your life and help you see everything through its lens because it brings so much freedom and so much clarity and you always understand yourself and you always know what to do to stop it and to change it. So come and join me if you know it's time to get the confusion gone and have a map that helps you see your life, your emotions, your relationships, your reactions, all of it. And you can finally understand it and have a game plan to change it. So go and get all of the information at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. And I cannot wait to see you over there. And I love just getting to know you and diving into your life. So I hope to see you there. But without further ado, I am so excited to dive into our episode episode today, we are continuing our series on parenting yourself, giving ourselves the uh, tender and tough love that we give our kids and trying to help get ourselves into that same kind of space. We're constantly pouring in our, to our kids in every aspect of their life to help them thrive. And yet we often neglect our own lives and pouring into ourselves to help us thrive. And so I am just excited for this series to help equip you to seeing where you need to be pouring into yourself more. Um, and not just pouring into yourself, but challenging yourself, pushing yourself forward, uh, giving yourself that kick in the butt that you need. So today we are talking about our environment. And again, I'm really passionate about this and this might end up being a two-part episode because I have a lot of notes here and I have a feeling I'm going to want to talk a lot about it uh, because this is massive. How our environment impacts everything, how we feel, how we show up, right? You know, even when we're talking about pain cycle, like how readily we're getting triggered, our environment is a key factor in everything that we're doing, especially, you know, I was just talking about stay at home moms, work from home moms. We're here in our homes so much of the time for a lot of us. And even if you do work out of the house, you know, you go back to home, right? That's where you begin your day. That's where you end your day. That's where the family dinners and family weekends happen, right? Even if, you know, you're going out, you're that's that's home base, right? You keep going back to home base. So even if you're spending a lot of time out of the house, 
it is essential for your mental health, for your life, for everything that that, that environment there is, is helping you thrive and not depleting you and not making things worse and harder and triggering you. So I looked up some definitions. I've been loving looking up definitions lately. It's just fun to like paint the picture of what we're talking about here. Um, And some of the definitions of the word environment are the following. Says the surrounding or conditions in the surroundings or conditions in which a person, animal or plant lives or operates. Okay. So, right. It's just basic, right? Or the surroundings. What are you surrounded by? What conditions are you living in? And, and where, how are you operating? Like, what are, what does that look like? And then we're going to go into all the details, not just what does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? On and on. I got a whole lot of categories for you. The next definition is the circumstances, objects, or conditions by which one is surrounded, right? So it's, it's not just that physical aspect, but it's what is happening there. What are the, what is the environment of the relationships there? What are the conversations like, uh, objects, right? We're going to talk about the physical objects, the clutter, you know, all that kind of stuff, (laughs) the, the mess on the floor, um, and conditions, right? So what is the, the feeling of it? What is the state of things? And then the last definition is the conditions that you live or work in and the way that they influence how you feel or how effectively you can work. That obviously is by far my favorite definition. I'm going to read it again because I think it's so powerful and it's exactly what we're talking about today. So this definition of environment says the conditions that you live or work in and the way that they influence how you feel or how effectively you can work. So it spells it out there, right? The environment that we are in is going to contribute to how we're feeling and how well we're able to work, aka parent, cook, uh, be a wife be a daughter of the king, all of these things. This is home base we're talking about. What does that environment look like? It's going to contribute to what we're feeling. And I know in this space of motherhood, so many of us, myself included on a lot of days or seasons, we're feeling a lot of things that a lot of those feelings aren't great, right? We're feeling overwhelmed. We're feeling exhausted. We're feeling uh, guilt. We're, we're questioning ourselves constantly. Am I doing enough? Am I doing the right things? Right? I feel like parenting is just a series of decisions, like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And it's like, it's so easy to question yourself and be like, did I make that decision right? Did I make that decision right? What about here? What about here? You know, I just saw like a little, what is it? Real? I think they're called. <laughs> Sorry, you know, if you know me, social media is not my thing. Anyways, it was so good. It was uh, just depicting that constant questioning we have in motherhood. It had like a, let's see, what was the first picture? The first picture was a mom sitting on a couch by herself and the caption said, I'm turning on the TV for a show because it's been a long, exhausting day. And then the next caption is like, oh, actually, I should probably be teaching them something right now. Right. And then the next image was uh, she was cooking and she was making some mac and cheese or something, you know, not like super nutritious. And and then it said, um, you know, making dinner. And then the next caption was like, oh, I should probably be making them something more nutritious. Uh, and then the next one was like, she's doing laundry. And then the next one is, and she said in the caption, like, there's, I'm so overwhelmed. There's so much laundry to do. And then the next caption is, but I should probably be playing with them right now. <laughs> right. That is like such 
an accurate depiction. And then the last one, you gotta, I can't leave the last one. I, I watched it a couple of times because it really was like, this is so, this is so it. Um, and I know some of you listening can feel that. Uh, the last one was them closing the bedroom door, saying goodnight. And they stand outside of the bedroom door thinking, I can't remember how they phrased it, but something like, did I do enough today? I don't think I did enough today. You know, I didn't think I played with them or poured into them enough today. And so I think it's like, that is a depiction of motherhood when we're not careful. And, and, and even when we are careful, like that's, I think the tide that we're fighting constantly is to just, we're questioning ourselves. We're overthinking ourselves. And in this culture where there's so much information out there, so many differing viewpoints, right? There's, there's so much coming at us constantly telling us how we are failing, how we should be doing it differently. Like there really, if you look at it, there's so many different areas of motherhood that you could be improving constantly. And we feel like we should be, which improvement is good, right? I'm always challenging you to improve. But when we're just living under this weight of like feeling like we're never going to measure up and that in the midst of trying to improve some areas, we're failing our kids. That's a problem because that's not God's heart for us. (laughs) Absolutely not. That's not God's heart for us. You know, we always want to be growing. We always want to see like, okay, yeah, I do want to teach my kids more about God. How can I do that? And we're, we're trying to push that forward, right? We are trying to incorporate more healthy foods because it helps our kids thrive. But in the meantime, every decision not like that, we don't need to feel horrible about. We're still like taking care of our kids. We're keeping them alive, you know? So all that to say, <laughs> you know this feeling. And I think this, this is like a picture of what motherhood, modern motherhood looks like for most of us, most of the time. And this is why I'm really honing in on this environment, because if we're already struggling with that battle in our minds and that battle in our hearts, and we're constantly questioning ourselves, like we've got to make sure the environment that we are in is not also adding to that narrative and adding to the feeling of overwhelm and adding to the feeling of chaos, right? Chaos is like often, I think, a feeling and you have a lot of kids, right? And there's so many different things you got to do for them and activities to get them to and so many things, so many places to be that chaos can easily take over. And so our environments are so key so that we can have the energy, have the focus, have the, uh, what is it? Um, when we're regulated, have the regulation to be able to battle that even bigger battle of reminding ourselves that we're more than enough and reminding ourselves we're doing the best we can and reminding ourselves like that God has chosen us to be the parents of these kids. And so if we're not like, you know, those things just add up, right? If our environment is off, it's, it's chaos it's clutter, it's, it's, uh, noise it's, and we're going to go into all of it. And then we add in just the typical motherhood narrative of modernity. It it just compounds and we're going to be in a hole. So, okay, we're going to dive in. Um, first of all, I want to just paint the picture even more about to emphasize why the environment matters. So we're going to think of um, some examples of how we already know the environment affects us. So Think about work environments, maybe that you've been in, that maybe that they have been hostile in the past. Um, And then you can also think about ones that have been supportive and loving and and caring for you. And I know I have experienced both. And that hostile environment, it affects 
me on every level, right? I'm on edge all of the time. I'm feeling like, you know, just worried any second I'm going to be fired. Uh, and there's been some really hostile environments I've been in and they were very unhealthy and it wasn't what I was doing. It was the environment. So, and you know, if you've been in one of those, like what that feels like, um, and how much that affects you. Right. And then I even like having come from those kind of hostile environments, I take that mentality into the next environment. I assume it's that way. And so I'm I'm still on edge, even if it's a, a different kind of environment. Um, there's this fear and this expectation that, that they're going to show up in the same way. They're going to be the same. So you can already imagine if you've been in those settings, like, and maybe it was a teacher at school, maybe it was work, maybe it was a friend, maybe it was your home life, right? You know how much that, that erodes at your mind and your heart and your peace. So, you know, the environment is a big deal. Another example is um, a work environment, or again, it could be other things as well, uh, that is chaotic chaotic versus one that is organized and there's very clear expectations and clear deadlines and everyone knows their roles, right? Versus a chaotic environment that like, you know, you're always kind of questioning, is this my job? Should I be doing this? I'm not sure. You don't really know when when the deadline's happening. You know, everything is just a little disorganized and it's just not all set out and clear and you have a full understanding. And so, you know, that feeling, if you've been in those of how much that affects you, how much it affects your mental health, how much it affects you wanting to be there, how much it affects your ability to be productive. Uh, some more examples of environments that affect us, affect us, uh, the doctor's office, right? Like cold environments. Uh, I just know that feeling of the doctor's office. It's just like, Oh, I just, I could just feel it right. Like it's, it's the lighting is gross. It's like if, if, if the temperature is cold, but then the like the room feels cold, you know, because of the lighting and it's very sterile. Right. And so it's not like cozy and inviting and it might even have a sterile smell, which is just usually not great or even a hospital. That's even that's even more of an example, even beyond a doctor's office that like, oh, the feeling of a hospital instantly makes me feel depleted going into that. And, you know, if you're a a nurse or a doctor, you are amazing. And I say that to every nurse I ever meet, um, doctors too, but I just like my nurses, you know, when I had my babies, they just were uh, amazing. So just the fact that you are living in that environment, that you are amazing. Uh, But that's beside the point. (laughs) I just know that second that I walk into the hospital, like I, even if it's not like a horrible visit, that reason that I'm going to the hospital, it, it feel it erodes me. It, 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 I feel it in my soul. Um, freezing, you know, all that versus, okay. So that cold kind of sterile, yucky environment versus, you know, when I had a midwife or with my last two kids, their office was very different, right? In, in the lobby, there's a, like a, a fountain. So there's a gentle noise and there's soft music. There's nice lighting that's warm. The couches are cozy, right? There's just like a, a warmness there. There's not like some random TV talk show on that's just like, you know, irritating. Uh, it's, it's, it's inviting. Uh, you go into their offices and they have couches that you lay on when they're, you know, hearing the baby's heartbeat and there's personal pictures of the midwife in there and everything smells nice and there's blankets. It's cozy. It's warmer. It's just more personal, less clinical. So you can imagine those things impact you. So I know 
you've seen this. I just want to like paint that picture so clear for you about how essential this stuff is because this is impacting you on a daily basis. And so we've got to be working on this. So looking through those examples, you can see just how much that environment affects one, you wanting to show up uh, Two, how much you're able to focus three, how on edge versus how relaxed you are Four, how productive you are five, how long you want to stay there, whether that's like in a doctor's office or in a job, right? You're just like, want to get out. Um, or maybe you want to be cozy up there. So our environment plays a massive role in how we are able to show up. And we know that our kids are affected by our environment at home, right? They think this is something we probably think about a lot more often than ourselves and how the environment is impacting us. But, you know, for our kids, I think we think through a lot of these questions often. And, and, and if you haven't, this is a good spot to think through the kids as well. Today, we're going to be focused on for you. However, if you don't focus, like if, if you're, if you're wanting this for your kids, if you're wanting what we're about to describe the, the good side of it, you've got to first start with yourself because you're not going to be able to create this kind of environment if you don't first have that. So, um, for your kids, right? Is it warm? Is it fun? Is it playful? Right? Like, is, is it just like an exciting place to be? Do they love coming home and, and you guys are laughing and making jokes and playing and right. They're excited to come home from school because they get to rest and be cozy and, and, you know, feel safe. Right. Or is it full of a lot of anger and like correction and hurry, hurry, hurry and harshness and, you know, constantly feeling like they're on edge because they're, they can't quite do anything right. And if they spill their milk, then they're going to have their head cut off, right? Like it's, which side is it? Now, I think all of us can dip into both sides and just because you might struggle with some of the anger or overcorrection or the hurry doesn't mean that your kids don't feel safe there. doesn't mean you don't have the other side, but I think it's important for us to look at that we know that affects our kids, right? And that's probably a lot of the reason why some of you are here on this podcast is to try and change the environment of your home for your kids so that it's not so full of anger. Like you see that in yourself and you know, that's not what you want. That's not what's good for your kids. That's not what you imagined yourself being. And so you're working on that. And so we're not trying to add shame here. This is just helping you understand how the environments are uh, at play. You know, um, other things is, is it chaotic in appearance and or expectations, right? So we all kind of get the idea of the chaotic appearance, like, right, there's clutter, laundry everywhere, dishes, you know, crumbs on the floor, jackets everywhere, you know, you, you get it. <laughs> I think, well, not, not all of us. I have lived in that space as a mother at times. And if you've been on the podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about it. I've really... I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm taking good steps ahead, by the way. I'm excited. More on that another time. But, um, you know, is it chaotic in appearance? But then is it chaotic in expectations, right? Like, are one day you're full of grace when your kid messes up, but then the next day you're, like, yelling at them because they did the same thing? Um, or, you know, maybe one day you expect them to complete a task and you're upset at them if they're not making that happen. And then the next day, Oh, I'll just do it for you. It's okay. You know, what does that look like? Is there, do they have an understanding of what's expected of them? And is that consistent? Right? So we can imagine how those things affect 
our kids. I think, again, we're often aware of that. Maybe not fully, maybe not all of those things you're aware of, um, but those things do affect our kids. And I think a lot of us are working on those. But again, as we parent ourselves, we got to think about how the environment is affecting us, how it's affecting you. Because again, you are the key to everyone else's environment. I do believe that as the mother, you are the key to everyone else's environment. Now, I'm not saying you're responsible for how they feel. You're not responsible for their actions, right? We all are responsible for our own feelings and our own actions. And, and you know, you know, our husbands also have a huge impact on the environment. But I do even dare say that the mothers have an even more more of an influence over this. And it depends on your situation and, and your, you know, how things work in your marriage and who's at home more. So sure. However, I think for majority of us, the mothers are the primary people that are setting that environment. So if that's true, and even if it's equal with your husband, so maybe you're 50%, if that's true, then you have got to focus on what you need first, because if you don't do that, you're going to like push yourself and guilt yourself and, and force yourself into trying to be better and trying to create a better environment. But you're, you're going to keep falling short because you're actually not doing what needs to happen in order to help you be okay. Because if you're just trying to like force it and just focus on them and just pouring out, like it might work for a second. And maybe this is why some of you like find yourself like, you know, I've improved for a few days or even a couple of weeks. And then you find yourself back in that position of yelling or you know, frustration or anger or anxiety, because it's not like a deep core change. It's just like trying to muscle through to make it better. And you've got to get to the place where it's a deep core change where you're actually going to like, what is underneath this, right? Like, why am I setting a environment of anger? Why am I setting a chaotic environment? Like, what are the factors that are contributing to that? Now, I think there are many factors, um, you know, definitely why one of the reasons I have the Healed Mama Academy is because we've got to get to the core of our pain and how that's showing up in our relationships. So that for sure is a factor. However, and it, we're even going to touch on that a little bit in, in this as well. But however, it's also our environment, like I've been painting the picture for the past 20 minutes. So here are some things to think through. And I have eight of these, so we're probably only going to get to one today and then we'll finish this in the next episode. Um, But the first one is just like that, you know, I think the one we first go to in our minds for most of us, and that's like that physical environment, the aesthetics. How does your home look, right? So I think we've got to look at this first. And and as we go through these, I really want you to know my heart behind all of this. It's not to heap shame on you. It's it's definitely not like this is to help you because you deserve this, because if you want things to change, you've got to start here. But just like we talked about earlier, motherhood can feel like a long list of things we're failing in and we're trying to improve. And so this I don't want this to be that for you. I want this to inspire you because you realize that if you do work on some of these things and prioritize them, it's going to have this ripple effect in your life. It's going to help with some of those bigger things that you're really wanting to change in with your kids, with your husband, with all of it. And so I I hope this like excites you and inspires you. And 
to make it happen, you're going to want to, you know, spend like schedule some time out to work on these things. And some of these are not going to happen overnight or, you know, even this week, it's going to be a longer process, but I want you as we're going through these to take some notes and really identify the areas for you, maybe the top one or two that really stand out of like, okay, the environment in our home or for me is off in these categories. And so now I'm going to focus on that and I'm going to make it a priority in my time and my money and my, uh, energy to move this forward. So the aesthetics in your house, right? Is your house something that lights you up? Like when you come home, oh, do you just like feel that? right? Like, just like we want our kids to feel, but do you feel that? Are you like, oh man, I love being here. It is like when you walk into a new room or you're like, oh, I love my decorations or I love how this room feels. Right. And, and when I say feel, I mean, because of how it looks right. There's when you, again, like those spaces we talked about the doctor's office or the hospital versus the midwife room, right. That the visuals is going to change how it feels. So is your home in that place? Now, I I know budget is a factor. And so you might be like, uh, but I don't have money to make it look like how I want to. But I I think, you know, it might take more time, which I know that is challenging too, but like there's a way to be thrifty about this, right? Uh, there's a way to go to Goodwill and find things. And there's, there's so many different ways to do this, or maybe you use paint to do this, like paint on the walls versus maybe you don't need new furniture. Maybe if you just paint the walls and get a new rug, that's going to change everything, right? So it doesn't have to be perfect, right? When I look at my house, I, it's definitely not perfect, Uh, I have so many projects in my mind that I would love to do. And I try and not keep a running, uh, tab on that because, you know, when I create the time, I love to improve it and work on it. However, if I just have that, like in my mind all the time, then I'm going to feel like, oh, I'm failing and I don't like my house, but I try and focus on like, oh, right now. Oh, I love this corner. I love how this basket works with the rug and works with the fireplace. And I just, it feels so cozy right there, you know, and it kind of like focus my attention there, you know? And so I generally love my house. And so I think this is such an important thing. And here's where it gets hard. Like, what is the clutter in your house look like, right? It's not just the decorations and the paint and the rugs, but it's the clutter, you know, I've gone into many friends' houses with small kids that they have, and there's no judgment here. And if that, if this works for your family, you go with it. If it does not, if you truly can say it does not disrupt your heart, your peace, your mindset. Great. For me, when I go into a place and there is like massive, like children's plastic neon toys out, and there's like a kitchen And not even like, you know, not even like a, like neutral one, but like a, you know, hot pink one or whatever. And there's a bucket of bin, a bucket of toys. And there is, um, gosh, I'm trying to picture like places I've gone to before, right? Like those big ones that sit on the wall and they just kind of stay there, like the different play areas. Um, and it's just like, there's like a whole space that's just lined with them. Or maybe every room is lined with those giant plastic toys. Again, no shame here. However, I want you to, to be honest with yourself and say, if, if your house looks like that, how does that make you feel? How does that contribute to your mood? I know for me, I immediately kind of like tense up. I feel 
less cozy. I feel more overwhelmed. You know, research has shown that clutter actually increases our stress levels. Our cortisol goes up when there's clutter. And to me, there is nothing like more cluttery than those plastic kids toys. Really, I want to be so careful here because I know that's how some of you are and it's completely okay. However, I want you to be aware for some of you that might be like me and you might think like this is the only way to do it because maybe that's how you grew up or that's how you've seen other people do it. Um, you know, whatever, or maybe it's just how it kind of happened over time. It was never intentional, you know, and if you have like a separate playroom that you don't really, you know, it's not a main part of the house, then sure. Um, but I just know a lot of times this is like in the TV room or kind of a, a living space that everyone shares and, there, it affects me a lot. So I want you just to think through that. Okay. If, if this is not you and you're not affected by it, then just throw this out. You can stop listening to the episode. I'm almost done. (laughs) But for those of you that know what I'm talking about, that have that space in your home, or maybe it's all over your home and you know that feeling I'm referring to. And, and if, you know, maybe if you're like unsure, like think about how, if you go to someone else's house that either doesn't have that, or they don't have kids, like, do you feel differently there? Someone that has a really kind of put together uncluttered space, like how do you feel there? Is it different? And I want you just to be really honest with yourself because your house does not need to look like that. To be a a good parent, to have little kids, your house does not need to look like that. There's many ways to get creative here, and we'll have to continue this conversation in the next episode, but it can, right, you can uh, have, uh, try and figure out a playroom. You can put those toys in the kids' room. You can put some of them outside. You can um, get rid, I mean, the main thing uh, before we do all of that is get rid of the majority of them, in my opinion. Uh, It just creates a lot more peace. And I don't believe kids need all of that. So a little bit of food for thought. I know we're, I know I'm being, trying to be so careful here because I really don't want anyone to feel offended or to feel like I'm stepping on their toes. My heart here is to help you get more peace at home base, right? When you come back, I want you to feel that deep breath. I want you to feel like it's your space. It's full of peace. There are, there are ways to do this when your kids still have plenty to play with. They still feel like it's their own space as well, but, but we can share that space in a way that's less cluttered and less chaotic. So we'll keep talking about that in the next episode. And then we have, um, a lot of other categories to go through sounds, smells, pace, organization, heart environment, self and parenting expectations. So We will go through all of that. I hope that you're loving this like I do. I'm getting so passionate here. Um, I think just because I have felt this in my life and I want you to find that, I think because I love home so much. Like I love being at home and I want you to feel that too. So uh, let me just pray for you and I'm excited to continue this conversation. God, I just thank you for every mama that's listening. God, I thank you for trusting her, trusting us with these kids and this life of motherhood. God, Uh, I just pray that as we are wading through these conversations, God, you would just help us find a place full of peace, God. I know that's ultimately what you desire for us, God. And so I just pray that you would move in our hearts and our minds so that we can get to a place where we find rest in the midst of this season, Lord. And I pray, God, as we're, we're talking about our homes, God, I pray you would just give every mama wisdom about what that could look like, how she could, uh, 
move things around, grow in this area so that she can find peace in her home, Lord. Every time she returns, she feels that peace. God, thank you for giving us homes. Thank you for giving us these kids, God. And I just pray that every mama listening would just, you would infuse encouragement into her to help her know that she's amazing and chosen for this, God, and more than enough. God, thank you for uh, just this gift of this life, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.